Hello, everyone, and welcome to Never Podcast, the podcast open to everyone. Uh, insert funny person here. My name is Luke. I'm your host of the Never Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Guy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy. His golf at noon for free. Brooklyn owes the charmer under me and uh, i'm here to be that funny guy that's inserted right here so that's uh that's what i'm doing <laughs> we all love it when you uh insert ha <laughs> 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 yes everyone we, we promise we're a new japan pro wrestling podcast we're gonna co- cover holy shit just night 10 of the g1 <gasps> a climax that's you've right. got to yeah. when you say that you've got to be like i'm on the toilet it's not coming out <gasps> you know that like that that meme of the guy who is so angry he looks like he's about to like burst it's that that's that yep. that face so uh, that's, that's the intensity a, you must say the number of the g1 it's, it's, it's a must <laughs> so we're gonna, gonna cover night 10 in aichi 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 one of those and uh there's ways people can interact with and contact us if they wish we are on the uh, X Tweety. I am at Grumpy2EBX. Just so fucking stupid. Mr. Guy is at Joseph Tweets. She's got to change that now to Joseph X. Yeah. And collectively, <laughs> we are at Never Open Pod. If you want to send us something a bit longer, uh, written or voice email, you can do that too. Never Open Pod at Gmail. I don't. Uh, com. So if you want to get a piece of merch that'll make you look never as back, you can do that. We have a Teespring store. Get over there. Buy some shit. I mean, some good good shit. Yeah. Like in the good way. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that's exciting. Um, This is episode number 194, Luke, by the way. So we are (laughs) inching close to 200. And uh, that's kind of exciting. You know, never thought we'd get to 200 episodes so quickly. But when you have a month like this, where this is like our fifth or sixth episode we're releasing in the month, and the month is, uh, we're literally taking it right up to the wire. I know it's over, it might be over for you, but it's not over for us, um, you know, here in the States. But uh, yeah, we got a bunch of episodes coming out. And this is how I really enjoy, I really prefer to cover the G1 is like this, where we get to like, Okay, this one has one show and then maybe a couple show. Our last episode had three shows and man, I ran out of gas. It was like 20 minutes left. I was like, I got nothing left. I'm done, you know. Uh, but uh, here we are, Luke. Tap it out, brother. I'm yep. excited, uh, you know, for night 10. It was pretty good. Uh, you kind of seemed like you were a little poopy on night 10. Is that right? All right. Do I like night 10? Yes. But it, like, Here's me complaining. It's like it's probably my least favorite night of C and D block. But having said that, it's still good wrestling. Like Luke, shut the fuck up. It's it's good wrestling. So yes, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna poo poo shit on the whole night or anything like that. You know, it's just like remember that uh, early A and B block night we were just like, man, what are you? I don't know. Uh, Last night was better than that, so <laughs> just putting that into, into perspective. Okay. It's not the end of the world or anything. And uh, you, you're right, like this is like the eye of the uh, the hurricane. You know, we've got last episode was three. Next one's probably going to be two or three. This one's like one, and it's just 
just this is a chance to chill out and relax just a just a little bit yeah well hopefully it's not you know death and destruction around us it's just like good wrestling and not you know like a real hurricane but uh you know i used to know a guy whose nickname was the hurricane because he washed dishes at the place that i worked and he made such a mess that we could, and it was just like this like you know like ball of water just spitting all over the place you know that we called him the the you know the hurricane we should have called him mr moisture we didn't <laughs> but uh but luke so, this is yes i'm just gonna say if we're in a wrestling hurricane would we be or if there's a is a wrestling hurricane what would we would there be kendo sticks flying around it would it be like a massive hurricane of steel chairs uh, maybe some steel steps thrown in there. Maybe some blue railing here and there as well. Ring bell uh, hammer, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's Arbe's, it, Arbe's in there. Call you know, well, if, you, if you you pan over and you see Yano and he's got the sack on his head, you know how to get there. You know, just, these things happen. You know. <laughs> that the the mascot head, just not the whole body, just the head floating in the in the hurricane and shit too. <laughs> Goto's ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Honda's burger just flew out of his hands. Oh, it's my burger. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of which, I, I posted a video. I don't know if you saw this yet. I don't know if you know about this, but I <laughs> I uh, was watching, um, I think it's called Takeshi's Castle, which is one of those like crazy old school okay, Japanese, uh, you know, uh, TV shows where a bunch of people try to do like impossible tasks and uh, they fall in a lake of water over and over again. That's hilarious. And one of the people that was a guest on that show was Hanma. And so I oh, made shit. a little video, like video montage and posted it on X Twitter. Yeah, it's called X Twitter. Like if, if, okay, so X Twitter, that's what we'll call it because that's what it's called. Um, but uh, anyway, we, I posted it on there. So if you guys want to see Hanma and I am still trying to track down, I believe Makabe was on there as well. Um, I don't think that he will be as nice to the contestants as Hanma was because Hanma put one of the contestants over brother. Oh yeah. Makabe's not doing that. <laughs> uh, for listeners who don't know what Takeshi's castle is, uh, just think fall guys, but real. Yeah, it's it's so they remade it, I guess, and the new season just came out. So I'll be flipping through that to get to the Makabe thing just to see if it's funny because uh, uh, see the Hama thing you, was funny. You got me there because I'm like, oh wow, you found a really old episode with no, Hama in it? Yeah. No shit, no, it's it's come back. All right, cool. The reason yeah. I knew that too is because they I, I, they had posted a picture of themselves months ago. Um, you know, on Twitter or Instagram saying, oh, we were on this show. And maybe I can't remember if it was Goto or if it was Hanma that was on, or uh, Makabe that was on there with them. So I'll find out and I will report back here. No, you, you, please, please do. Man, I will definitely check that out. So I'm saying is Hanma a contestant? No, he's in the very no. first episode. And, um, you know, if you watch the video, you'll see there's like a two boxes. You get to pull a ball out of uh, a little thing. And you, which box is it? Oh, it's Hanma. Oh, my God. Then you have to do um, tug of war with Hanma. And you don't want to do that, you know. So and especially if you win, because if you pull him too fast towards you, that's fucking rocket Kakeshi right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I wish. I had like the Adobe Acrobat skills to go ahead and re-edit that so Hama goes flying across the moat and just attacks that lady with her head. That would be amazing. <laughs> better show, better show in general. So yeah, definitely. Oh man, that's I'm a kind of into that. I, and uh, I've got still got to show Charity the uh, Just Five Guys shampoo commercial. I haven't oh, done that yet. 
I just like it's burned into my retinas for life. And I thought like nothing could be burned into my retinas these days because I'm old and usually all that stuff happens when you're young, right? But uh, Doki shaking his hair like he's like some supermodel woman, like you know, with the shiny washed hair, you know, like in those commercials. Uh, it, it's just like that's top tier television for me. It is. I agree it, wholeheartedly. Uh, well, Luke, you know what else is top tier is the venue at which this next oh, show, Night 10, is at Dolphins Arena in Aichi, um, which is Nagoya area. And um, I have, you know, we, we've gone over quite a bit about this uh, venue. If you don't know, you guys just go to older episodes and we talk about it all the time. Our favorite basketball team and the best basketball team in the B-League. You know, in Japan is the Diamond Dolphins, of course. And I wanted to know what the record was. And so I looked up some information about the Diamond Dolphins, but it turns out it's their off season. So I was like, well, we need like at least one fun fact about the Dolphins to report mm -hmm. to the, the folks. I mean, you want to know, everybody wants to know. And I found two. Okay. One is that the Nagoya DD is how they are. That's their like um, abbreviation on, you know, all the different websites and stuff, which is funny because remember there was another team called the BB and their yeah. BB standing for basketball. Meanwhile, DD <laughs> stands for Diamond Dolphins. So I thought that was funny. But also, I learned who the coach of the Diamond Dolphins is, Luke, and I find this fascinating. His name is Sean Dennis, two first names, which is terrifying, and he <laughs> comes from your home country of Australia, Luke. How do you like oh, that? No kidding. You know, I was just about to jokingly ask you, like, A, is it possible to buy um, Diamond merch internationally and, and b is there anyone internationally who owns diamond merch they're like we got an order from australia really <laughs> is, is it from the coach's home home uh, is it is the coach's parents again no holy shit <laughs> well Luke, <laughs> you can go to bleague-shop.jp and there is all of your Diamond dog, diamond uh, uh, dolphins merch. You can get. I see. We have T-shirts that are like the face of the dolphin, which is it's not very um, intimidating, but it's kind of fun. Um, there is a diamond rouge, which is like lipstick that is uh, sponsored by the Diamond Dolphins. Um, there's all kinds of amazing things. T-shirts. Uh, you know. Ooh, I kind of like these keychains that are like, you know, cheerleader keychains. There's pens. I mean, you could buy it all at bleague-shop.jp. You watch, someone listening to this episode is going to be like, I'm not going to buy any of that never shit. Fuck them. Oh, diamond? Diamond <laughs> dolphins? Holy shit balls, well, I'm in. We're helping out who matters. You know, who really matters. So that's that's all about. So. Oh, my goodness. You know, uh, we've probably moved the needle on uh, dolphins merch by 0.1%. Yeah. So. Well, Luke, I think it's your turn to start here because it's your turn to do the fucking awesome block, right? <laughs> C block. Yeah. But uh, towards the end, I might flip it and get you to do Tamashingo and I'll do Tanashi Goto if, if that's all right with you. Sounds but, good to uh, me. I'm quite happy to start off. Oh, I say that now. With All right. I like this match, but I have some shit to say about it. It is C block. It is David Finley versus... Hinare, and uh, I'm like, 
I'm kind of into this at the start. Both men just be like, let's just bail on each other. And they do. And I'm like, all right, this is going to go down. And then it kind of becomes like Hanare kind of just transforms into Tamatonga and gets his ass beat for the, almost the rest of the match. <laughs> now, does he get the, the cool – oh, by the way, this is one awesome moment where I think like Hanare is wailing on David Finley with such intensity – that his back tape just flies right the fuck off. It does. So, uh, I thought was, that was really awesome. The tape was selling. <laughs> Even the tape's selling. The tape sells more than Tongaloa. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the only one, any gag I'll make. Uh, especially okay. since we're not, his block's not on. Yeah, he's not even here tonight. So, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, Tonga. But, uh, all right. So, I. I just wasn't vibing on the one-man beatdown on a guy that looks like an RA. Just ignore the face tattoos, even without that. And, he, and if he still had just, like, the Mo look, I'm like, you're too big to get a one-sided beatdown unless the guy's, like, just as big or bigger than you are, Mr. Hanare. So I'm watching this, and I'm like, yeah, all right. It's, he's the, David's the never champion as well, so he's the champion. The champion's dominant. All right, I get it. It's fine. I understand the story they're doing. They they told it well. It's fine. I'm not angry at any of the in-ring or anything like that. It's just for me in my brain, my my wrestling never soul. What I wanted was, God damn, I don't want another Tamatonga David Finley match. Are they bad? No. But I've seen fucking four of them already. I want it. And they're all being centered around the never open title. And I want some freshness in that title please david finley is fresh for that title but if you're just going to feud with the same guy over and over again it it stales up so i've got that in my mind and my my brain is so arguably like mr guy like my problem with the match isn't the match at all it's fine it's 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 really good well wrestled new japan match but my brain's just been like all right what I want here is, even if Finley wins, I want this to be like, oh, we're going to trade blows. It's going to be hard. It's going to be nervous as fuck. It's got never a champion in it. Like, I'm not, my, I knew he wasn't going to win, but my fantasy dream book was like, all right, Hanare wins, never shot, something like that. Or he gets close and maybe gets a never shot, something. Instead, we got, uh, and I thought, uh, all right, 12 to 15, that would be a kind of sweet spot for these two in a kind of never match. Awesome. They're done in like less than 10 minutes. It's it's short. And then the following match is short too. So it makes me feel like, oh, okay, they're short. So matches can go on long later. And it's just like a, one of those cases, Mr. Guy, of like, this is what I wanted from the match. And they took it in a different direction. Was it bad? Mm, no. Was it what I wanted? Nah. <laughs> so... It was just under 12 minutes, by the way. Yeah. So, you oh, know, yeah. I mean, they. I think that one of the things that some of these opening matches suffer from is either they they have wrestlers that the crowd doesn't, is it really there to see, you know, which is, this is the case here a little bit. And also I find that the opening matches tend to be like a very workmanlike style that they go in, they do the moves and they get out, you know, and there's no like, I don't know how to describe that, but that's kind of how most of the opening matches feel to me. Like, Hey, we're coming out. We're going to do this. We're going to do it well. And that's it, you know? And so I, I just, 
this match starts with a hockey fight and you think that's what the whole thing's going to be, but it's not. Yes. It's, it's, it's Hanari getting his ass kicked and that does suck. I don't like that. But at the same time, this puts Finley over huge. It's just, I, you know, again, the crowd wasn't really here to see this. They were here to see Naito. So we'll talk about him later. So anyway, just, to, but, yeah. just to say something else about the night, um, or not the, the whole night, but just New Japan openers. Like, sometimes in Western wrestling, they'll be like, all right, here's the matches we've got. Maybe we'll put one of the big matches on first. Now, obviously not a dream match like Okada O'Brien, but, you know, you can put some big names in the first match, get the crowd pumped up, you're good to go. I find New Japan doesn't do that. And um, that's and that's fine. Like, we're, I still, we both love New Japan, so we're, we're not really complaining about that. But... That's usually for a normal show. So the opening tag, it's got Oscar Loeb and Honma versus, I don't know, Yujiro and show something like that. And you kind of know what's going on there. You probably know it's not going to be high effort, all that kind of stuff, except for maybe Oscar because he's the young line. He's not allowed to go low effort, right? And that's fine because you've got the, those tag matches and then you'll get to the bigger matches and boom, our shit right there. That's what we like. But some of these... G1 shows, just like there are no tags. So you've got to go out there and be like, fucking let's go. Right. And some of the opening matches don't have that vibe. They have the vibe of, we're starting a New Japan show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying Inari and David Finley are low effort. It wasn't. But they're probably not going to go as hard as, say, or Tamatonga and Shingo did later on in the night. Yeah, they're out there to warm the crowd up a little bit and, uh, you know, and have a G1 match. That's what they do. And our next G1 match, Luke, is Toriano versus Jeff Cobb. <laughs> and again, another thing this night suffers from is obvious, um, you know, results. And that's not a bad thing, um, but that might affect your viewing. I know that fucks you up a little bit sometimes when you know. Putting Cobb this early in the card against Yano. I think you and I both knew what was going to happen. Well, I mean, he's undefeated, and he's been, you know, uh, playing Yano off in, in the backstage comments like it's going to be no problem. You know he's going to lose, right? So, yeah. you know, it, this match is hilarious, though. It is only a minute and a half long, but there's a bunch of preamble that's fun. So they get to the ring, and Yano, ha he takes his jacket off, and his shirt is completely filled with junk. Like, you're <laughs> You're thinking he's going to have like 30 rolls of tape under there, you know, but what he, he has everything. He has all kinds of stuff, things I don't recognize. He also has beers under there. Right. And so, you know, oh, the beers. ref is like ref is like, oh, we can't start the match. And Cobb's like, no, nah, it's cool. So they start the match. Right. And Cobb hits a spin cycle right out, <laughs> out the gate. And all Yana almost wins with the fair play. But he hand sanitizer, he pulls that out of his ass, sprays uh, Cobb in the face, and gets the roll up and wins. He drinks a beer in celebration. And uh, it, it's really funny. Uh, on his way out, Cobb, of course, finds a uh, fun way to sell to the back. He, uh, you know, to sell this uh, spray in his eyes. And he fucking grabs Oscar's shirt. And he, and he, like, wipes his eyes, but he keeps walking. So Oscar has to walk with him to the back. And I'm sure their yeah, backstage comments is pretty fun. <laughs> lead me to the back i can't see <laughs> what i what i like about this is like uh, the referee obviously wants to pat yano down and get his shit in and, and and get his shit out of his you know belly area and yano keeps turning around and go no 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 and then when Cobb attacks yano the ref's like all right fine yeah. i'm not searching him now if you're happy with that <laughs> i 
So it's on Cobb. <laughs> it's not on the ref now. It's on you, Mr. Jeff Cobb. Yeah, that was really fun. Fun match. That's Yanni's first two points. Can you believe that? His first two points in the tournament are against an undefeated Jeff Cobb. Uh, if it was any other wrestler, I'd find I'd, that'd be extremely bewildering to me. But it's Toriano and his his Charlie in that episode of uh, Always Sunny. Wild card, bitch. That's right. That's it. So uh, I really like the next match, even if the crowd's a little mild for it. Probably because it's like maybe two Gaijins or something. I don't know. But it's uh, Mikey Nichols versus Eddie Kingston. This match is is a lot of fun. So the story of this match to me is like Mikey thinking like this Eddie guy isn't shit and just wailing on him. And Eddie re- Eddie realizing that this like I really like the finish of this match as well and how the story of this match is told because by this point in the tournament it's obvious to the viewers who have been watching every night uh, every show and the wrestlers in the box and the commentary. Uh, you might want to go for Mikey Nichols' head. Why? Yeah, because uh, pretty sure he's been maybe concussed or at least like knocked out of it uh, for a loop in at least maybe two matches. Maybe definitely one, maybe two. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so Eddie's just like he's just like all I need to hit is a back fist on this motherfucker and it's done, right? And and Mikey is just like, I gotta duck these back fists because otherwise. Yeah. So I really like that story. Apart from that back fist, Mikey's like taking Eddie lightly. He's like, you ain't shit, man. You're not tough. And he's proven wrong. This is great. This is nice suplexes and strike exchanges. I I sense a bit of Mikey's frustration in this match. He's like, come on, and I'm like, yeah, crowd, come on. They're doing some good stuff. I like it. And they're telling a good story. And that leads to pretty much to the finish where Eddie, I mean, of course he, oh, all right, sorry. He doesn't just hit an awesome back fist and it ends. He hits what looks to me to be some kind of high-angled German, uh, not German, uh, dragon sleeper on Mikey Nichols. Mm-hmm. And it looked like it freaking killed him. It looked uh, amazing. And uh, Mikey bumped for it like a billion dollars, so I was just like, oh, shit. Well, so have you started a trend, my man? High-angle Germans? What else can we high-angle in suplex form? <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I love you, Wato. Thanks for uh, inventing that move, or I guess popularizing it anyway. So, yeah, some gnarly moves. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, as soon as Eddie just hits one back fist, Mikey drops like a ton of bricks, one, two, three, and it's all over. I really like the story of this match. Really good time. It's short too, so I was saying like, I want to never match this like in that sweet spot of 12 to 15 minutes, you know, or maybe 12 to 20. But this match didn't need that story. And for Mikey Nichols' head, I'm kind of glad it didn't have that that long. Uh, but it, all it needed was a back fist. And, he, and that's the kind of move you can hit any time, literally. And Eddie, throughout the match, tries to hit it. So, yeah, good stuff. What do you think? I like this a lot. Um, you know, it kind of didn't have the heat behind it that, you know, the crowd wasn't going bonkers. But oh, we yeah. did get amazing selling from Eddie. And then uh, towards the end of the match, they're, like, right in the ropes, right next to the camera. And, uh, you know, Eddie's like, let's go home. <laughs> so you hear... Uh, you hear Mikey go, watch the Enzi, and boom, they just, he, Eddie ducks the Enzi Curry, 
fucking hits the back fist, they go home. So. Uh, you hear both of them say say something. I thought it was maybe just one or the other, but you you actually heard them both. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So a lot, a lot of chatting between the gaijins, which is not something, you know, it's not that Japanese wrestlers don't ever talk, but some of them don't. But when they do, it's in another language, and it's kind of hard for me to tell through my headphones yes. whether that is Milano that I'm hearing you know, or some one of the announcers that I'm hearing like off of commentary from that microphone, like, you know, spilling over or it's someone talking. So I can't tell. And I like that. So when, you know, the the English speaking wrestlers are calling spots, it's like it just sticks out so much. You know? <laughs> so, it's pretty but, weird. Uh, like, I think I've been watching New Japan for years now. There's some of you and there aren't many Japanese wrestlers. I could tell who they are by their voice. Right. Uh, yeah. I well, can tell maybe Hanma, Milano, and Liger are the top three, I think, for me. What? What? Watch the NC. You know, you're like, <laughs> did you say Hanma? Watch the NC. You do an Enziguri? Yes. So it's like. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Enzi is such a fucking Aussie way of saying Enziguri because uh, we'll put a, a, a like a, a Y or or an A or something at the end of everything. So. Uh, just saying, just shortening it to Enzi. That's a fucking Aussie as. I mean, that's very common in the United States too. I mean, it's it's insane. But uh, anyway, what's not common in the United States is the next match. It's Alex C versus Tetsuya Naito, and the crowd goes fucking insane. Of course, Alex C's out first, and like he kind of does a little bit of his madness to start, but he just waits in the ring for Naito. And, like, he's kind of not falling for the mind games. That's kind of, like, what he's trying to pull off here, right? So, Naito, of course, is playing his usual mind games, and he takes forever, you know, to get to the <laughs> ring. It takes forever to get ready. And, you know, and uh, Alex C. doesn't let it bother him, you know? So, as soon as the bell rings, Naito's like, ah, I need to tie my shoes on the outside. <laughs> he goes to the outside, and he does this a bunch and gets a bunch of dodges and quick offense and stuff like that. Just trying to stay away from Alex and kill a little time and to play a little mind games and wait for his opportunity. Alex finally grabs Nino and gets a hold of him, right? And hits an awesome follow-away slam. There's guardrail shenanigans and uh, there's a outside in deadlift gut wrench slam over the ropes from Alex C that is fucking insane. I love that. And then he starts putting Naito in holds. And that's something that I like about Alex's moveset is that, you know, I don't I don't really like to call anything rest hold because if pro wrestling's done right, you're not like in a hold like to rest. You're in a hold to plan the next spot and to sell. That's Great. what you're there to do, right? So, you know, he has some of those spots that people might call rest spots in the match, but I like them and I think that they – you know, he does a chin lock. That's great. That's like all wrestlers should do a chin lock at some point. You know, it's good. So there's all kinds of chops from Alex, and that gets the crowd fired up. And behind Naito, he spits on Naito. Boom. The crowd <laughs> the shit out of him. It's great. So Naito comes back with his normal offense, and then he does the combination cap wrong, but instead of kicking Alex, he spits on him, then kicks him. I <laughs> loves that. That's amazing. Uh, we get the cravat of doom from Naito, and his big DDT is blocked, and Alex lifts Naito up for a deadlift pop-up powerbomb. I've never seen that before. I don't think that no. was incredible. So, Or you could call it a self-assisted pop-up powerbomb, however you wanted to do that. So, I mean, it's like a couple names for that one. 
stalling suplex, but Naito gets uh, he gets out of it. Uh, I think um, okay, he keeps getting out of that spot, and so Alex C hits a black hole slam. <sighs> um, that was uh, that was bad that move, but anyway, Alex C he um he goes for a suplex again, and Naito turns that into Destino. He gets another one for the win. I love this. I thought this was awesome. It's been really fun to see Naito putting the young guys over. Even though he won, he made Alex C look great. And Naito, when he's motivated like that, I mean, goddamn, he did what he did for um, Shane Hayes to what he's done now for Alex C. I can't wait to see what he does for the next opponent. Yeah, I agree. I also like a, a, a remark that Kevin Kelly had in this match. He's like uh, when he, referring to when uh, Naito does the uh, stalling combination Cabron after, you know, spitting. He's like, they like me when I'm good, but they love me when I'm bad. <laughs> you know that's got to be some, some like, quote from some old wrestler oh, or something. That was great. Of I love that. Course. But uh, it definitely fits Naito to a T. This is great. <laughs> Apart from that one absolutely abominable black hole slam, this match is fucking great time i told you i said i said abyss is spinning in his grave and you go is abyss dead and i was like no <laughs> like if it was any other uh medium or or whatever like i'd be like that guy's alive but unfortunately for and wrestling <laughs> this is wrestling <laughs> and there's a huge possibility that i'm like did he die and i didn't hear about it no not abyss. Abyss, abyss is alive and well and still working for wwe now at this point i think and he's a really really nice in person so he does his backstage stuff um pretty sure oh. he's still working for them um he's been working for them for a while he was actually on air as uh joseph park a couple times and then they they were going to do something with it and they didn't so oh yeah that sounds like um every, every wwe story yeah i'm gonna do something nah nah plans changed <laughs> <laughs> the plans changed <sighs> Unless it has that fucking Roman Reigns motherfucker in it. That's okay. We're not, we don't have to talk about that. Hell no. I get to talk about something even better than that. And people are like, really? And I'm like, yeah. Because it's... <laughs> versus Tomohiro Ishii. C-block action. This is my shit. Not only because, like... All right, you, you're in an Ishii match. You're going to wrestle an Ishii match. But this isn't just Ishii wrestling an Ishii match or Evil doing that. They wrestle each other's match. That's like a really good combination of that Ishii never style and Evil's House of Torture style. It just works for me. And I like how a lot of people are saying, like, this tournament, even the commentators are like, oh, yeah. The Bullet Club killers are really good at what they're doing and getting doing their heel tactics to win, but Evil's the real dum-dum. He's equal first in his block. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Dude, I haven't seen Evil put over this good for fucking ages. The only match he's lost is against the Bullet Club leader, and arguably, like, he should have lost that. Like, that's fine. So, I don't know. He's been booked great. I'm really digging it. The only change I would make to maybe Evil's matches is I was hoping we'd see the flip side of what we saw at the best of Super Juniors. But uh, obviously, our show's probably busy pumping some iron and doing winning bodybuild competitions or some shit, which is good for him. That motherfucker is strong. Anyway, <laughs> this is Evil versus Ishii. I really like this match a lot. 
man, it starts off with a bit of a brawl, but there's like an ev- early Abe spot, and then Evil goes for like his baseball neck spot, misses, because Ishii's just like, nah, I'm not having that. <laughs> but uh, Evil puts the chair back on him and just like fucking shoves him into the corner post and then does baseball neck. That was cool. And this is where, that spot was awesome. Is, yeah, it was great stuff. And then we then um, I think Kevin said it earlier, and maybe my brain just needed a couple seconds or maybe even a minute to process this. But apparently, this is Evil and Ishii's very first G1 climax match against each other. Wow! Like really? So wow. yeah, they must always have been in different blocks every time. Because I know I've seen this match, and I've seen the Evil Ishii House of Torture match definitely before. Before yeah. because I feel like. Ishii kind of perfect, perfected some of his, uh, you know, uh, dodge, push the other guy into the other guy kind of spots. Like, he's, I think he's been doing that for a while, but, like, I think he kind of perfected that with that house of torture. With probably because the they're willing to play with that opponents. most, right? Yeah, with multiple yeah. opponents, that's when we started to see him do that quite a bit more. Yeah, so uh, I feel like evil in this version of Evil, the House of Torture version, and Ishii kind of bring out something really, really nice in each other. It's like a really good mix. It's it's awesome fun. And <laughs> and uh, Ishii even does a fucking everything is Ishii on Evil, and the fucking crowd goes nuts. I go nuts. Everything is Ishii. Kevin does not miss a beat with that. <laughs> but the story of this match is whilst Ishii's able to kind of get some of this never stuff down, this is all about evils being like, I'm too smart for this fucking dumb pit bull motherfucker. I'm just going to outsmart him. And I can do that by myself, but I don't have to outsmart him by myself. I've got Dick Togo here to help me out. So he does. And I see a low blow spot. They don't do much in wrestling because I, I feel like it might be a little hard to, you know, uh, do it safe or whatever, but it's like, uh, you know, usually use the crook of your, uh, of your arm to do the low blow or the crook of your leg or something if you're doing it backwards or whatever, or you don't go fully high when you're doing it backwards with your leg like Yano or something like that. But uh, Evil, he's, he's grabbed the ref, as he does. He loves, he loves getting his hands on the refs. And as he's got the ref distracted, Dick Togo... He's got the ref distracted and he's got him inside kind of like the um, Darkness Scorpion kind of. No, that's not Darkness Scorpion. He does the Scorpion Death Drop kind of hold. And then Dick Togo comes around from the front and you think, oh, yeah, Magic Killer, something like that. No. Dick Togo does a shitty kick into Ishii's balls. Then everything is evil. One, two, three. Ishii wins to a rain of booze. Uh I am, yes, am I, am I upset that Ishii only has two points? Yeah, sure. But he's had an absolutely fantastic tournament. And, hey, what do you lose when you get nutshotted and everything is evil? Nothing, really, man. You won because you lost because evil was a uh, – well, he's evil. Dude, this was like a, a – Ishii works very well with House of Torture, always. And this was another example of it. I loved it. What do you think? It's top tier professional wrestling. It's <laughs> yes. Fantastic. You know, I love this. Uh, something interesting. So Ishii's been busting out a new move in all these different matches, right? And he did do everything as Ishii, but he also did this like 
uh, weird hold. And I guess it's Tenru's uh, hold. And, I, I, you know, it's called the War Hold. And I'm thinking to myself, well, Tenru is also the guy behind Wrestling and Romance, which is a promotion that Ishii wrestled for back in the day with Chris Jericho. So I'm wondering if it has something to do with that and why it's called the Tenru War Hold. But that was interesting. And I didn't really care who won that match because I mm. thought it was fucking amazing. And I was hoping Ishii would win, but I didn't care when he lost because God damn, what a performance. Like, if like that's one of those things you're like, oh, Ishii's getting old. You know, they were just saying that, like, just a few months ago. Oh, he's getting old. He's definitely going to retire. He's not good anymore. And then he does this. And, like, you know, evil's bumping around like a fucking maniac. And there was very, very, like, quite a few never spots in this match that were, like, this could have been a great never title shot, like, match right here. I don't know. I thought yeah. it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I don't know. So is I, I 47 years old. Yeah. He doesn't wrestle like he's 47, no. that's for sure. Not when he's in there with evil and, and, you know, certain guys that can, you know, be a foil for him that's, like, in that perfect way. So. And next, in the D block, uh, it's uh, more Luke talk here with Zack Sabre Jr. and Shane Haste. Uh, there's a funny little uh, thing that happens in this match, and uh, my phone dings off. And what does it say? It's from, uh, yeah, it's from, uh, it's from Mr. Guy. I hope Vegeta comes out with both Shane Haste and Zack Sabre Jr., and he's that I think haste is coming out just as uh, you, you write that to me, Mr. Guy. And what happens? Vegeta runs around, goes out the back. Zack Sabre Jr.'s music hits. And yep, <laughs> he I comes specifically out. said, I hope he runs up the ramp and comes back out with Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> acting all cool, even though he ran up the ramp all, you know, crazy. That was so fun, <laughs> man. That was great. By the way, uh, Evil Ishii, I'm pretty sure they had Marty refing that. Was it Marty? Uh, yeah, they, he yep. had spots in that match, too, where, like, you know, Evil tried to do the, like, the kick thing where he's going to help him with the kick, and Marty's involved in that. There was all kinds of Marty stuff. It, like, Chumpy almost gets suplexed, like German <laughs> suplex. And I thought for sure he was going to – he has not gotten his big slap spot on Evil. He's got to get that before the end of the G1, man. Got to do it. I agree. It has to be in a match where Evil could potentially win and progress to not the final finals, but like in the next round. And he just goes too far with Marty. And Marty's like fucking slapping the, the face. Stakes are high with main event Marty Asami, and uh, it costs Evil the match. You know, I can't wait. No, it's going to be great. And here it is. This is Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shane Haste. They're in the same faction, of course, TMDK. You're kind of like, how's this match going to go? I, I thought this match was awesome. Uh, and it's kind of like the second Shane Haste match in a row against the New Japan top guy. And he just sh absolutely shines in it. I think uh, two matches prior to this was the go-to match. And uh, you didn't, he didn't really get enough chance to kind of like show what he could do against go-to. I feel like those two men have a good match against each other. It just wasn't this G1 because go-to's fucking broken. <laughs> Like, seriously, like, he looks fucked. Like, he'll, uh, I'll talk about it in the main event. But I like the start of this match. Uh, they, they, they get, they're getting into it, and Haste kicks Zack Sabre Jr. in the back. And straight away, he, he, he know I fucked up, fam. He's like, I didn't mean it. Force of habit. I'm sorry. Force of habit. Force of habit. And Zack's like, what the fuck? 
And from that moment, like, they start wrestling kind of like, you know, we're a bit teammates. We'll just do friendly submissions and things like that. We won't try to fucking destroy each other. Then as the match slowly goes on, all right, boom, ouch. Like, there's this one kick that Haste does to Zack Sabre Jr.'s, like, upper thigh on the back of it. And I was like, oh, that's nasty. And that's the kind of feeling I get for the rest of this match. They'll do moves on each other, then one of them will just get that a teeny tiny, teeny tiny little bit nasty just to fucking go, oh, you know, force a habit, sorry, instincts, all this kind of stuff. Really like that story. I, I, There's only one certainty I had in this match. That was Shane Haste is probably not going to tap out because uh, it would kind of suck if you tapped your own part and your team made out. It's like, you're in my team and I made you submit like a little bitch. So uh, I'm glad they didn't go that, <laughs> go that route with that match. It's an O'Connor type pin that uh, Zack Sabre Jr. traps Shane Haste in. Man, it's almost a shame that these two are in the same faction because I really like their chemistry and I'd like to see them wrestle each other more. But I say that about pretty much everyone Zack Sabre Jr. faces, really. I want Zack Sabre Jr. to wrestle them again. Uh, so, yeah, this was a, a lot of fun. This is the kind of fun I thought we might get during some of the more Bullet Club versus Bullet Clubby matches, but we didn't. So Zack Sabre Jr. and Shane, yeah, not yet. So if you wanted that kind of feeling of like a Suzuki Goon versus Suzuki Goon guy or or a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club guy of uh, yesteryear or maybe last year or something like that, uh, Zack Sabre Jr. Hayes has that kind of flavor. It's good stuff. I liked it a lot. And I'm a big fan of Shane Hayes' like style. He's got an inch, you know, like, okay, so we've we often talked about you have to have a bailout move. In New Japan, it's part of the style, you know, Tanahashi, it's the dragon screw leg whip, you know, uh, for Zack Sabre Jr., it's that neck crank thing, right? So you, it's like a, it's a transition move. It's the one that changes the, the momentum. And for Shane Haste, it's whatever power move he decides to do out of nowhere. Like, that's what I, I find fascinating about him is his transition is power. And he doesn't look like a big power guy. So when he busts it out, it's always when he's down to the last little bit of energy he has before, you know, and he spends it on a power move. I like that. It's different. And it's something that looks really cool. And so Zack Sabre Jr. knows how to work that. And he did, he won with that like European clutch thing that he beat Naito with, you know, years ago. That was uh, some new move he had busted out. It always looks kind of weird, but, uh, you know, it's, I like that he won with that move because it's like Naito, it took him a while to figure out how to get out of that. You know what I mean? So it was like great that, you know, Shane Hayes learned that lesson now and maybe he can use that move or he knows how to get out of it now. So, oh, so I that was it's kind of kind of fitting then that Shane Hayes is in like uh, Team DK then, you know, or, or or at least in a faction with Zack Sabre Jr. Because I feel like Zack Sabre Jr. will just pull out either that neck crank or maybe a wrist lock or something like that to kind of get out of stuff and move around. Whereas, yeah, Shane Haste is kind of like the flip side of that. He's not going to do kind of submissioning moves, but uh, he might, you might find yourself power bombed real fast. If, well, <laughs> if you're not watching he, out. When he first came in, they would talk about his leaping ability. That's not, that's not what he's about. Like, I don't know why they talked about that. Maybe that was something that he used to be the leaping guy, but they used to talk about that quite a bit when he came in. And it's like, to me, he's like a, you know, desperation power guy that wrestles more. He wrestles more like Aussie open than he does like 
yeah. regular New Japan guys, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm ha- I'm fired up and I'm glad to see him wrestle and I'm kind of looking forward to his matches a uh, little more than I am Mikey Nichols now, even though it was the other way around like last week. So you know I like them both. But uh, anyway, Luke, next we have another match and I guess like I I I, I forgot to do this. I was gonna go back through all the nights and see if there is a draw on every night. Cause it feels like that a draw is just something you got to have at least on one of these new, new Japan shows, uh, G1 shows this year. So that's our next match. It's Tama Tonga versus Shingo. And I like this match a lot. It's, you know, Tama Tonga and Shingo. I mean, it's, it's, a, it reminds me a little bit about like Tama Tonga's matches he used to have with Goto where they just never stopped moving. And that's kind of how this match can be at times. So we'll talk about it. But um, anyway, so they start out with some heavyweight shoulder tackle battle type stuff. And Tama takes advantage over Shingo. Okay. Uh, So Shingo fires up (laughs) after some forearms and lariats. And he sends Tama to the floor. More heavyweight style wrestling. And and when when these guys are moving, it's very fast. All right. So everything is really quick. And that's like, okay, yeah, Tama's like a fast guy. That's that used to be his thing is that he's faster than all the other heavyweights. And lately it's just been the, you know, the fire up thing is like all he's got. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, we're getting back to the old Tama where, you know, that's kind of his deal is that he's fast. But the problem is, is that they take so long in between moves that it's all just flurries. You know what I mean? It's a flurry of stuff, then nothing. Flurry of stuff with nothing. But that, I get that's the, the main event style. I was just hoping with Shingo in there, we'd get something closer to Shingo versus Jeff Cobb than, you know, what we got here where it's just a constant yeah. moving. But anyway, it's not bad. So so uh, anyway, there is a gun stun over the ropes, almost Canadian style, but it's not. Uh, over the ropes and Shingo rolls, uh, you know, is out there on the floor. And so... Maybe Thomas going to win by count out, but no, he's an idiot and goes out there and rolls Shingo back in. So there's a strike battle and Tama Tonga hits a power slam. There's a flurry of offense here. Finally from Shingo after he uh, got his fucking ass kicked for like five minutes, which is disappointing. That's also not something <laughs> you want to see. Uh, so there's a really nicely timed sliding lariat from Shingo. And, and it wasn't Shingo. That was the one that was so perfect on the timing. It was Tama. Tama like rolls in place perfectly for it. Like right. Boom. Here it comes, man. That was tremendous. So Shingo fires up. He hits a bunch of karate chops as they fight up to the top for a superplex. It rules. Uh, there's reversals and Shingo's gets that folding power bomb and uh, a ground cobra for cobra for a rope break spot. Uh, there's really good reversals. Um, and you know, Thomas seems to have the edge though, which is just weird. So um, he gets a sharpshooter and Luke gets real mad. And then um, there's a rope break. <laughs> And they build to a, a big bouillet spot. <laughs> DVD from Tama and Supreme Flow at 15 minutes in. And this match that gets Supreme really, Flow was amazing too. Yeah, it gets really great here. Uh, there's big strikes. Everything looks incredible. And Shingo hits, um, you know, all his very, very safe, like Tiger Driver 737 move or whatever you call it. And uh, there's three minutes left. And the last of the dragon is countered by Tonga Twist. Bloody cross for two. Two minutes left, Luke. Shingo has a few, like, cool gun stun blocks in this match, too. He gets another one right here. It's a pumping bomber for two. One minute left. Sliding D for one. Pumping bomber. Last of the dragon. But no, it's a gun stun. But Shingo kicks out with 10 seconds to go. The bell rings while they're trying to do some roll-ups. 
it's a time limit draw. They did not execute the end, end, the ending the way they drew it up. Kevin Kelly lost track of time. Red Shoes looks confused and surprised when the bell rings. So I think everybody fucked up the timing on the end of that. And I don't know where that starts, but the match is very good. The ending, man, we got it. They need like a team meeting. Like, like let's, let's like get everybody on Zoom and just talk about finishes to draws. Because <laughs> the finish is I not good. I feel like... What is it about the 20 minute mark that makes the draws just maybe a little like desperation super fast near the end and they don't quite like click move wise and flow wise towards like those last like 20 seconds? What is it about that? Whereas like we've seen 30 minute draws that don't seem to kind of have that. It's like they need that extra 10 minutes to breathe so that last 10 seconds can work better. Like what is that? Some... My brain hurts. All right. I like this match too. I'm not going to shit on it. It is a good match, but like the first match, I did complain to you. I'm like, Hanare and David went lo- went short, so this match could go long, which is stupid because like it's the Cobbiano match that went short, so this match could go go long. But you know, I was a, I was, I was a little sore about not getting to see some more Wabas Hanare action. So there you go. Uh, and I did say to Andy, I was like, this match should have ended ten minutes ago. <laughs> I didn't like it so much. I thought it was pretty it's, good. It, it, it's a good match. Maybe I just think like never guys should not be having draws, man. It it doesn't. It feels weird to me to have two never as fuck dudes just pull out a draw when no one wins. Like all that machismo and now it has nowhere to kind of go. Where does it go? Nobody won. And then Tom is like, I like the end here though. When Thomas is like, I just needed 20 more seconds. You son of a bitch. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I now. Having, now, uh, I'm, I'm glad we did this in the morning and we don't record like after I finish episodes. So I, I yeah, can fresh in the morning, just as, <laughs> so early for me. I can't believe it. <laughs> but but uh, I, I couldn't believe you were actually online last night and watching the show. So, uh, but uh, I'd watch a rematch of this. In fact, I'm more into a Tamatonga Shingo rematch than I am a David Finley uh, Tamatonga rematch because I felt like, all right. I see what they're doing. There wasn't a definitive winner. Do it again. But um, yeah, so I guess I, I, I guess I, I, I wasn't expecting a draw. Didn't quite. I found the ending a little unsatisfying. Yeah. Is what yeah, I'm saying. You're, you're I don't know. a little grumpy on this show in general. So uh, you was. know, I, I, I thought it was good. The ending was kind of poopy, but um, you know, we haven't been talking about the points. Um, I guess we'll run over all that at the end of the end of this yep. uh, last episode or this last uh, match is what it's called. That's what they're called matches. Indeed. And uh, they've definitely been, there's definitely a, like you, you mentioned it earlier, but uh, we are in that stage where not in every case, but in some cases we're like, all right, this guy's got uh, a shit amount of points. All right. It's time for that guy to get a win now. Right. You know, that kind of, that kind of, part of the tournament and that's fine you know and that's that and uh that's the part of the tournament where it's like all right Toriano's eliminated all right let's get him some points now you know that kind of uh part of the tournament it's it's not bad it's fine it happens in every single tournament that New Japan does it's probably any wrestling when it's round robin I mean but uh I don't know man I yeah, I was just a fussy prick last night. I think I think also a part of it's like I'm, I had a huge caffeine headache because I've 
cut my caffeine intake down by half. And uh, my brain was just like, you son of a bitch, what are you doing? All right, fine, I'm going to mess with you. All right. So, uh, I don't know. Sometimes the wrestling is good and you don't vibe with it as much as you feel like you should. It happens. I mean, why don't you explain it a little more? <laughs> so, uh, the main event is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I know you know all this and you're like, I fucking... I heard this last night. This isn't here. Shut up. All right. So uh, it is D-block action. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto. Hiroshi Hiroki. All right. Yes, I did say them differently. Okay. For, for a minute there, I thought I said Hiroki Tanahashi, and I was about to quit as host of the Nether Apron podcast for fucking that up. I mean, this about, about to get fired over here. So <laughs> Yeah. This is a really interesting match. Because the last two Goto matches uh, versus Alex C. Uh, was it Alex C? No, versus Shane Haste and another gentleman. They were both really short matches. So you're kind of thinking like, you all right, Goto? You all right, man? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I'd be fine if he decided, like, I'm too fucked. I need to, need to get out of here. Plus, he's in the main event, so you know he's pissed off. He'd rather be in the... Uh, Hanare David Finley spot so he could go back and uh, have a nap and not consume <laughs> as many energy drinks. But this match is interesting because he is taped up big time. And it's weird for me to see someone in a match against Hiroshi Tanahashi and it's the and it's not Tanahashi who's the underdog getting wailed on. It's the other dude. So yeah, with all the bandage bandages and shit that Goto has on, Tanahashi's gonna play heel. And he's so good at it. But he doesn't play heel until Goto just fucks with him. And Tanahashi's like, oh, all right, well, douchebag unlocked. And I'm just going to be a total prick to you for the rest of the match and just fuck you up. There is, and this is, it is, it's a really good match. It's not their best match. And I I feel like that a part of that is because everyone go to to the legit, like maybe get some rest or get sick to it. Is he hurt? Is he right? But it's still it's still an entertaining match. I like it. There's one moment though where Goto tries to piss me off by denying me the straight jacket German suplex, and I'm like, ah, that's not on. Like if you put your knees up for the high fly flow, I'm alright, I'm okay. If you, you get out of the twist and shout, I'll live. But if you deny me that goddamn straight jacket German suplex, I'm gonna be mad. And uh, I get my straight jacket German suplex, and it is awesome. So. Uh, it actually might be my favorite move that Tanahashi does. No, no surprise there. And uh, the end of the, like, I feel like Goto doesn't really get the upper hand too much in this match. Like, it's a Tanahashi ass whooping, the likes of which I, probably wasn't all that common until in this era. It was probably common, like, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago when uh, Tanahashi's on the rise in his prime, you know. But I do like the really nice finish here because uh, – Hey, Tanahashi's stubborn. He wants to put, he wants to get his shit in and put on his fucking top moves. Even though the story, like he's aging, he can't do it anymore. This might be the last one he has in him. But I really like this nice high fly flow because the way Tanahashi does it is, all right, Goto, you're determined to take a high fly flow, and I'm determined to give you one. I'll land on your face. How's that? <laughs> so uh, you can't land on the legs. That, 
doesn't look very it might not look ouchy but it looks more ouchy on the guy doing the move than the guy taking it can't do it on the ribs because uh goto's fucking banged up so Tadahashi perfectly times it to land on his upper body slash face for one, two, three. <laughs> and uh, I thought not only was that probably a nice thing to do, made the, made the high fly flow look a little bit extra stank, you know, extra gnarly. And it landed on Goto's face, which I'm like, Andy probably would have liked that high fly flow too. All wins, <laughs> all around. <laughs> Solid main event. They've both had better matches, but I feel like it's the uh, – Maybe they're, they're, they're a bit banged up by this period. It's still good. It's still good. But maybe, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but in hindsight, maybe Tamashingo should have finished. But it is a draw, so maybe it's a good idea. They yeah, I don't know. I love this match. I thought it was a blast, you know. it's. Uh, I know what you're saying about maybe Tama and Shingo. That was a much more high-energy match, but uh, it, which is, you know, a pun. But um, I I don't know, man. I love watching. This is like a very, very New Japan match. You know, it, 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 uh, it is. Tanahashi versus Goto. And Tanahashi kicked Goto's ass. It's fucking amazing. And like you said, at the of course beginning, you love that. Goto, they, they, they get in the ropes and we get the New Japan rope break spot. Well, who's going to be? Is Goto going to be nice to Tanahashi? He's always nice, right? No, Goto takes a swat at him, right? And starts to try to win. Because he knows he's fucked and he's only got one chance to win this is to, like, surprise Tanahashi and go for a quick win. Uh, longer this match goes, the less chance he has to win. And so Tanahashi has, like, a permission slip now signed by Goto that says, hey, you can be a bad guy now. And so Tanahashi's like, oh, cool. I'm just going to kick the shit out of you. And that's what he does. <laughs> I, I wish he would have gone a little further. You know, but he, it, I, the other thing I really love about this match, and if you're a Goto fan, I'd be mad about this. Dude, Tanahashi didn't, I mean, like, he didn't need to do anything special to beat Goto. He just fucking beat him up, hit the finish, good to go. You know what I mean? He didn't have to do he anything did. crazy. He didn't have to do a high fly flow to the outside. He didn't have to do anything. He just fucking got his shit in, beat him up. You know, wow, there was a dragon. Fly, 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 flow, yeah. He had a dragon screw on Goto while Goto was sitting on the top uh, rope in the corner. And I was looking at that. What a great spot. That is not dangerous. That doesn't hurt anybody. There's no chance anybody's getting hurt on that. And it looks, oh, it looks like it hurts so bad. That's awesome. I really like spots like that. And I thought this match had some of that to offer. If that's something that you like. This night overall, it I I really liked it, but it didn't have you know other than I think Evil versus uh, Ishii was my favorite match this night, and um, that reached some pretty high highs. But we didn't get like gear that that got to like gear four and a half. We didn't get to like the fifth gear, I don't think, with any of these matches. And so you know, it just it felt a little workmanlike. But overall, I thought it was fantastic. And if you had shown this to me out of order, I don't know that I would have known it was deep in the tournament necessarily. So I think part of that's, you know, bias that you have going in as a viewer. Maybe that's something that we're thinking about. Maybe it isn't, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Is it my favorite night of the G1? No. Uh, am I, was I a little grumpy, overly grumpy on it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was still a good night of wrestling. So I watched all of it and I had a good time. So <laughs> it, it did, it did its job, didn't it? 
<laughs> I watched all of it and I had a good time. So largely, I would say that uh, New Japan d- did its job successfully and uh, yeah, put on a a decent show. So uh, I only have to do points for two blocks tonight. That's really nice. I I should get in the habit again of doing it at the end of matches, but I forget. So. Well, can we at least talk about them before we yeah. just read them all off as far as, like, can you Absolutely. read one off and then we can talk about it a little bit? That'd be fun. All right. So I think uh, what happens when uh, Toriano's last on two with Alex, Alex C, but the thing about Toriano is will he win the G1? No. But will he probably start racking points up now? <laughs> he might. Yeah. You know, yeah. we'll see what happens. I'm you know, I would imagine, and we, you know, I don't really want to look at this because it might spoil some stuff for us, especially this late in the term. But I would imagine Yano might have a big match on his last night. You know, just saying, there might be somebody who is on the cusp. But you know, that's that's what happened to John Moxley, right? He was on the cusp of maybe getting to the finals, and then Yano ruined it. So that's that's what he does. <laughs> you know, I can't. I really hope something like oh, that happens. That'd be fun. Now, I kind of wish. Alex C maybe had maybe had a couple more points, but you know, uh, according to you, I could say that about like most of the people in the G1, and you're right, I do. I uh, want all of the people that I like to go over and be the overest of they've ever been. That's just how I roll. But uh, I'd say Alex C's wrestled a pretty good tournament. Uh, maybe Gabe Kids uh, stood out to me a little more. I'm only comparing them because they're a tag team. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Uh, but yeah, I've really liked Alex Coglin. Points don't really reflect how good he's been, though. I don't think. I think you say that for so many. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Like points don't matter for him. It's just he even no. says it, you know, and called it out. So he's another one of these guys that might get a big win late in the tournament, you know. Um, I think honestly, he might. Yeah. Yeah, and and that'd be really fun because I I think he deserves it, and um, it would show too that. I mean, I'm sure all this stuff is pre pre booked and everything, but so it's not like his whatever he said there at his press conference is going to affect the G1 booking. But I'm glad to know that it isn't, and I would it would be awesome if you know they proved that by giving him a big win on the end. I don't know, that's all I'm saying. Definitely, uh, there's two people on four. That's this is D Block we're talking about, uh, by the way. Uh, so Shane Haste and Hiroki Goto. Uh, I feel like Haste has had a, a really great tournament. I am not sure if he'll just sit on four for the rest or maybe just get to six and there he is, right bang smack in the middle of the block, which is fine. But, uh, you know, he's, he's he's definitely not getting double digits or anything like that. Like oh. that. It's not built for it. I don't even care at this point with him. I just want to see who he He's over with us, yeah. Because, like, he's he's done a fantastic job, and I can't – I just want to see what else he does. That's the thing, like, about this this tournament. Like, it, it's, it's supposed to do a few different things, set up stories and feuds into the future, have you know, great matches. But it's also supposed to be like, oh, you're not sure about this guy or you don't care about this guy? Well, here's the perfect opportunity for that guy to be like, hey, here's why you should pay attention to us when we're good. Right. And Mikey yeah. Nichols – and his tag partner, Shane Hayes. And I, th- I 
feel like you're right. Maybe Shane Hayes lately. I feel like we're going to backflip on this depending on who Shane Hayes, the Mikey Nichols wrestles and how they go <laughs> as to which one impressed us the most. So I'm just going to have a happy medium and say uh, two guys we might not have been like mega excited about have impressed us huge and they're over with us. So that's a win. I like that. Yep. Uh, Goto is next. Like uh, <laughs> you want to spend some time talking about Goto. Man, I feel like they've kind of if, – is he legit hurt or is this part of a storyline? Because uh, I hope it's more storyline issues rather than he's actually sore and banged up. Uh, I know we've ragged him a lot and he's not your favourite, but I like seeing him around. Shoot me. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, he did post that picture of a, you know, an X-ray and it looked like it was clear, so – Maybe he had that an injury scare in the Shane Hayes match, and then you know he the, obviously everyone saw that, so you have to make it part of the story. That's one of the greatest things about wrestling, though, is the opportunity to see you know organic storylines that can only come from a mishap or can only come from what happens out there when it happens. And so I like that they're working that into the story. Goto's tough, man, and if uh, if him like being injured, you know, a little bit leads to people liking him more. That that's the way to do that, right? You got heat on your your hero, on Yoshihashi's yeah. hero. It could lead to an interesting story of like them losing the tag golds because Hiroki's so beat. Right? Oh, and everybody thought Yoshi was the weak one, but it turns out it's been Goto the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. And uh, all right, so we've got two men on six. One, I think, is quite possibly going to be um, heavily in the finals, and the other one's probably just going to finish strong. Uh, so Hiroshi Tanahashi and Naito are both on six. Uh, yeah, so Tanahashi's always booked strong in the G1. I don't think he's going to make uh, the finals or anything like that, but he's had a great time. He's put some uh, – he's matched with Haste. Has he wrestled Haste yet? Or have I missed that? Uh, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was really good. Uh, so you know, he's been really, he's been awesome. He's been very versatile, and I've really enjoyed uh, Tanahashi's stubborn streak. Like, all right, yeah, I'm old. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be doing these moves that everyone's seen me do, and the wrestlers have scouted a mile away. But fuck you, I am the ace, and if I want you to be high five flowed, you're getting high five flowed. Man, say that ten times fast. <laughs> so, in that respect, I'm I'm really enjoying uh, stubborn Tanahashi. It's fun. He's the best, and I think that yeah. you gotta have guys like him and Naito go uh, deep in this tournament because this has to this tournament has to be about the old guys putting over the young guys, right? Like in the end, I don't mean necessarily throughout the tournament because that has not been the case, right? So, but in the end, like the young guys have to prove themselves in this tournament, and that means a couple of them probably are gonna make it deep. And they might win. And so I don't know. I I hope that that means that you got people like Naito in there and Tanahashi at the end to put the other guy over. That's what I hope. Yep. And uh, as, as, as uh, I said earlier, the other guy on six points is uh, Tetsuya Naito. Uh, <laughs> I've really enjoyed his tournament as well. Uh, in fact, he had probably one of my biggest surprises in in this, and that's like taking one of those huge power pop-up power moves from Shane Haste for the one, two, three finish. Uh, it's actually probably 
a standout match for me just because of that surprise. A surprise can make a good match go, oh, I'm going to remember that because you see that on paper and you're just like, oh, Naito wins. And then he doesn't. He's like, oh, and kind of elevates it to me. So Naito's above, like, he must be, he, he looks motivated because he's bumping like a madman and he's putting dudes over whether he wins or loses. And he's being incredible. Yeah. I, I know this block's been about Cobb and Zack Sabre Jr., but I, I wouldn't be angry or surprised if uh, Naito won the block because it's the G1 and, yeah. <laughs> so Wednesday we get Naito versus Zack Sabre Jr. So oh. that's uh, obviously going to play a big role in what happens in that block, and that's Watch like – your legs, a, mate. Watch your knees. A, right. That's a match that got – fucked over last year and you know the year before there was an injury or something they, it's it's always an awesome match because it even goes back to their you know techers versus uh lij feud and all that stuff it's a tremendous stuff so look forward to that that'll be uh great absolutely and i saved the two eight pointers on uh d block for last it is uh, zach Sabre jr and jeff cobb uh so jeff cobb's beaten zach Sabre jr so uh if it's a draw in terms of those scores uh, oh no I guess two people in the finals from each block. Is that, is that right. how it's going to work? Yeah. But like the juniors? There's got to be tiebreakers, though, because if not, there's going to there you know, it's wrestling, so there probably won't be ties. But you never know. There might be some, like, play-in match or something that they announce where there's, like, a three-way tie, and we got to break that before the, you know, the the three nights of uh, semi and, and uh, finals and all that. We'll see. Absolutely. And, uh Oh man, how good has Zack Sabre Jr. been in this tournament? Uh, his his Toriyanu match was uh, absolutely delightful, like I knew it would be, like we both knew it would be. Uh, you and I could probably spend another 20 minutes just talking about how good Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. was. Uh, it, it's I, it's still probably one of my favorite matches in the whole G1 this year. It was just. I know Zack Sabre Jr. is a gaijin, but that match still feels very New Japan to me. He just feels like a New Japan mainstay, like Zack Sabre, because he pretty much, (laughs) rather than go home for COVID, he moved to Japan, seemingly, and all this kind of shit. So, I don't know, man. His match quality is awesome. He's always this kind of guy that is, he's great in tournaments. He's He's a really good tournament guy. And he's a guy you want to see go deep in a tournament because you want to see more matches of him. He's like, uh, well, I feel like the same way about Ishii, but they don't quite book him like that, even though he wrestles like he should be in the finals every year. (laughs) He's been awesome, yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you want a power guy who is booked like I wish Ishii was and is also awesome, we have the uh, joint block leader, which is Jeff Cobb, and he's been just fucking incredible this whole tournament. I'd like to see him go deep, you know, and I mean, I wouldn't be mad if Jeff Cobb won the G1 somehow. I mean, I know that probably won't happen, but I just feel like that he's one of those guys that man, there's not really anybody like him, is there? He's he's much no. like Zack Sabre Jr. in the spot that he's in. You know what I mean? Like his spot in Japan is a similar spot to his, but like it's, you know, obviously it's a much different wrestler. I just would like to see that spot get some singles titles. I think that obviously we're going to get him with the TV title and then that's going to be wild because 
he'll probably defend that over in the States, you know, for a month against all kinds of people. We could get some fun stuff there, you know, and the Japanese stuff, of course, too. Agreed. And I don't see Jeff Cobb winning a G1. I see him winning a New Japan Cup, though. Yeah. Yeah, just like so, uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s done a couple times, right? Absolutely. And since we did the D, let's do the C. <laughs> We've got three people on two points in, in the C. We'll, we'll start with uh, Ishii. Uh, like last year and the year before, low score, but one of the absolute standouts of the tournament. He's had some of my favorite matches. His Eddie <laughs> Kingston match is incredible. His evil match uh, was incredible, just to be like Mr. Recency Bias right there. Uh, he's wrestled Tamara, I think, by now. Yeah, his Tamara match, I think, was was great. Does he wrestle Tamara Tonga yet? I think he has. I can't remember all the combos. I'm not sure. I, I don't think he's wrestled Hanare yet. So uh, that's going to be absolutely fantastic yeah. when that happens. So, yeah, he's had a great, great match, a great match, a great tournament. Uh, man, they, I know he's 47, but they could pull the trigger on him anytime they wanted for any title. doesn't have to be the World Heavyweight. U.S., yes. TV, sure. Any title. Even the World Heavyweight. Fuck it. Dream big. Pull the trigger on Ishii anytime you want. <laughs> you don't have to give me a, a long dream, a car to run, a couple months at the top or semi-top. I don't care. I think he's got a good couple, or at least one good run as a champion left. Uh, enemies, maybe two. He seems he doesn't seem to have a, a, a little bit left in the tank. Ishii to me seems like he's still got a fucking three-quarter tank. Yeah, and he's ready. I'd like to see him win the title finally, but, you know, I don't know. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we've got Hanare, whose tournament has been pretty much the same as last year uh, in score-wise, meaning I'll get a big win over a big guy. Uh, last year was Tanahashi. This year it's Shingo. And then I won't get any more wins. So I'm annoyed with that booking. Uh, I, I'm hoping he'll uh, get a couple more wins out of it. I'm hoping Ishii maybe puts him over huge. Usually when I see Ishii match, I'm like, I hope he wins because I want to see him be the best. But I'd love to see him put Hanare <laughs> over. I think that'd be awesome. I know. Yeah. Well, Can't either way, it's going to put him over because they'll, they'll oh, make yeah. each other look amazing. And, you know, I don't think it matters much for Hanari as far as results. Uh, like the the character progression is memorable and we'll always remember this G1 for him as that one where he stepped up. That's that's huge, man. Yeah, Making a big moment, absolutely. a memorable thing like that, that's that's a big deal. So either way, he succeeded. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I enjoyed his evil match as well, and his Eddie Kingston match too. If yeah. if we and wow. and the, just like the series of matches he's had with Shingo, and hell, that Mikey Nichols match was fucking. It was messy, <laughs> but goddamn, it was good. Which brings us to the last dude on two points. That's Mikey Nichols. Uh, same with haste. Like I was just like on paper, oh yeah, Mikey Nichols is in this tournament, cool. Like in that flat monotone kind of voice, I just had to. <laughs> but uh, ever since that first match he had with Hanare, I was like, oh okay. And then the second match he had was also really good. I'm like, oh all right. I guess I'm looking forward to Mikey Nichols matches now. Right. Cool. Sometimes effort. <laughs> Effort can do a lot, man. Tell you what, and when it's obvious when a guy's giving it all, and that's what he's doing. So, you know, 
Absolutely. Uh, in the in the middle, on five points, uh, is Shingo. It, it's kind of weird to see him in the middle of the pack, ever, because it's it's uh, Naito's b- good best friend, Shingo, or good friend. But uh, <laughs> he's had a fucking amazing tournament as well. All these matches, I know I was kind of down on the town one, but it's, it's fine. But all, the work he's put in in all the matches have just been fucking great. He's uh, he's usually an MVP in tournaments. Yeah, he's kicking ass, man. I'm uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We got two shows coming up Tuesday and Wednesday, so then we'll have another episode in between that. Probably we're just releasing yeah. episodes like crazy. No, oh, yeah, uh, I love it, man. I'm having a blast. Lots of people listening. Thanks to everybody that's listening. Um, we're really enjoying oh, yeah. uh, doing this, and this is this has felt like a really I don't know this. We talked about it before. I don't want to get into it all over again, but like this just feels so much better than Best of Super Juniors for some reason. You know, it's just I don't know. It just feels better in general. So for us, yeah, because uh, we've got tonight off. Two more, two shows in a row, then a couple nights off. Whereas that best of Super Junior was just like, you got any plans this week? Yes. Cancel them. Yeah, there was no room to do anything, you know, and so it was tough, man. Also, we haven't done an episode of this year's G1 where uh, one of us uh, forgot to press record and then the other one forgot to tell the other guy we haven't pressed record and yeah. then we did the whole show. So, yes, I've uh, forgotten yeah. all about that, so, you know. I never will because I felt so fucking <laughs> dumb. Uh, Eddie Kingston hey, on six. Can he can he just move to Japan? He, yeah. he, he was born to be there, right? I mean, yeah. pretty obvious. He's crushing it. It's. Uh, I was just talking about it on – I did a lot of podcasts this week, Luke. I was on the Unsanctioned Pro Patreon podcast, which I think is out, like, next week to, like, Anybody that wants to listen to it, I'm not sure how he's doing that. But we were talking about Eddie Kingston with a bunch of people that, you know, know him. And, you know, one of the guys has been around him since he was a little kid, uh, since he was a kid, not Eddie Kingston. Uh, but Eddie Kingston yeah. was very young at the time, too. But anyway, and, you know, I was just telling him how it's like that thing where one of your buddies that you've been hyping up to everybody gets booked to your local promotion. And you're like, oh, my God, I hope this goes well. And that's kind of how I felt about Eddie Kingston. Like, I was like, oh, man, I've hyped him up to everybody. I hope everything goes well because it's just all the pieces were there. And he's just absolutely knocked it out of the park. And it's just, man, I can't say enough good things about him. And uh, he's also a wrestling educator because I must be the most under-a-rock Japanese wrestling fan there ever has been because – I'd never heard of Rabira Jackets and, or however you pronounce it until uh, I saw a picture of Eddie wearing one. So, <laughs> so there shocking. might be a few people going, bitch, are you for real? That like, was a shocking confession there, Luke, because I swear to God we had talked about that in the past. Maybe we have. Such a staple of, uh, you know, uh, Japanese wrestling. But uh, anyway, yes, the Rivera, st- uh, you know, um, um, silk jacket there was uh some local guys around here called the gym nasty boys and they they had all kinds of <laughs> like um they're amazing by the way gym nasty boys tremendous they're so funny and they they had a, a rat bearer 
I don't know why, but they had this like gimmick with a rat, a picture of a rat. And so they had rat barra jackets that they would sell. <laughs> it looked just like the Rivera jacket, but it was rat barra and had a little rat on it. That's funny shit. So anyway. Oh, that's really cool. All right. So we got Tamaron 7. I I like him. I, I don't think we're, either of us are still fully 100% sold behind him, but we, we like a lot of his work and stuff, but it's for us, it's just like the ongoing little things of new theme tune, please, and stop doing that gun stun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, and other than that, like, I think you feel like, also, you don't need that gun stun, man. Supreme flow. I saw the one you did on Shingo last night, and it was smooth. All right. Evil and Finley round the block out with eight points each. <laughs> I, it tickles me that the guy who's got the Never Open title is the leader of the Never Block. It, it kind of should be like that. Uh, look, I want to talk about Evil last, so we'll just talk about Finley next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really like him. I hope he wins some stuff, but obviously he's got to make it to the finals or be almost make it. That's what his path yeah. is here, right? So I just, how's that going to work out? I'm ready to see it, you know? Do you think he's turned a lot of people around? You just saw him as Jay White Light? Because uh, I hope so. Because uh, he, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't yeah. think so. I think that I like him, and I've always liked him, you know? So I'm not – I don't need to be turned around, but I, I don't think it's – I don't think this G1 is doing for him with, like, the Smarky Mark fans. I don't think that's really no. doing anything for him. But I could be wrong, but you know? Th- those same Smarky Mark fans uh, think that uh, – the only wrestler I have two T-shirts of is uh, Stank Nuggets, and they can all uh, right. eat my dude, dude because people, it's evil. People were shitting on Ishii's match with Evil during. I mm-hmm. kind of quit. I quit looking at Twitter when I saw somebody was like, "Oh, this is bullshit" or something like that about the House of Torture, and I'm like, "What the fuck? This match is incredible!" <laughs> like, so I quit looking at it there for a little while while that was going on. I don't. Maybe <laughs> maybe I'm overblowing it. Could be. Uh, hey everyone, uh, House of Torture been around for a while now. You, you should know what you're getting in, in for, and I don't know, man. It, it, see, it hasn't grown on me, House of Torture. I liked it from the start. So even with Yujiro Takahashi being a huge part of it from the start, man. It, I don't know. I don't know, man. I wrestling should have a flavor of everything. And uh, a douchebag Memphis-style heel uh, pisses those Japanese fans off big time. So it works. It's awesome. And it's not as if he's afraid to take bumps. I've seen him bump like a maniac for Ishii, oh, uh, for uh, for Hanare big time. Like, Hanare fucking crushed evil at certain points. Like, Finley laid a whooping on him. He's not afraid to take a whooping as well. Like... I don't know. I don't know. People want old evil back, and I'm just like, it's it's still rock and roll to me. Yeah, you know, one of the guys that uh, the remember the like disco dads or whatever over there in Noah, and there was like one of the guys was like a guy that clearly didn't he didn't seem like he was in on the joke, and he was not happy to be dressed up in the sequins and stuff. That guy yeah. now carries around a sequin scythe. Like uh, like evil used to have, but it's secret. 
I saw that on Twitter today. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that is fantastic. So it's funny because we looked at that group and thought he was the least enthusiastic, but he's continuing the gimmick where the other two, I don't think do that anymore. So. Oh, Man, no. it's as if like uh, people found out his secret shame that he loved disco music and he was <laughs> begrudgingly was like, fine. But now that it's out, all right, I might as well get my side oh, sequined. Man. What the fuck? <laughs> it's so funny. That's great shit. Oh, my goodness. All right. I liked that. Uh, not having to cover like a thousand shows uh, gave us a bit of a points talk just now. That was nice. It was lovely. Yeah. You know, probably rush through it next time, you know, because we will have like 20 matches to go through. But this was a nice, relaxed uh, evening, you know, where we talked at, at, at leisure about the rest for wrestling. It was nice. I'm like, oh, wow, we, we went an hour and a half. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to have a bit of a leisurely kind of pace and, and, uh, and chit-chat sometimes rather than do an hour and a half and it's just like, shut up and go! Which is more like you saying that to me. Uh, not in so many words, but, you know, anyway. I'm I uh, am the worst. I'm like, you know, I have uh, my tongue is a whip with which I lash you. So. <laughs> yeah that's that's fine so <laughs> i don't mind a tongue that's, that's all right I don't. you are the producer and sometimes uh i definitely need producing that's 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 more than all right uh so mr guy uh it is later than usual for you uh do we uh do we move straight to the the finale or yeah I'm ready to wrap yeah. this fucking thing up. We got one more thing, oh, yeah. right? We sure do. And uh, look, since we're in the calm, you know, the eye of the storm where it's nice and calm, and uh, it's been a bit leisurely, let's uh, let's, uh, let's reconnect with the uh, good old wrestler diaries. I have three to choose, three to choose from. Uh, a, uh, a, I'm not going to name them because then people will know what's next. But uh, you know, because he's a, a blast on commentary. And uh, I, I assume he is. I don't know. But I'm, I, I assume he's going to be half cut like uh, Liger would be and just say anything he wants. I have a wrestler diary by the Molotov man himself. It's uh, Yoshinobu Katamaru. And it's episode 45. It's called Luxury Highball. There's a photo here of, uh, um, I can't tell, maybe a half uh, half empty bottle of Suntory surprise. Now, before other people might say, it could be half full, Luke. I'm like, look at Katamaru. Is he a half full kind of guy? Get out of here. <laughs> oh, well, when it comes to liquor, he might be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, this is from June 17 this year. And uh, let's do it. First time in 11 years altogether. I really didn't think it would be held again. I looked around and saw that the roster of wrestlers has changed quite a bit since the last time we held this event. Some of the wrestlers have changed their affiliated promotion. Like you, a lot of things have changed after 11 years. I never thought I'd be teaming up with Sonata and Taka. Maybe it's good to have a show like this once every few years. There's a photo of uh, some uh, premium highball uh, Suntory surprise. It's probably, probably a bourbon and coke can or something there. Looks like a bourbon and dry, but we never know. Anyway, finally, on sale, Hakushi Highball in a can! 
I found out about it a few months ago, and I went to see the convenience store on the day of release. I bet he did. He was waiting at the midnight release for the Suntory can. Dude, you know, like, some people queuing up for the new PlayStation, some people queuing up for the new, like, whatever game or tickets for some some show. He's like, I want those eyeball cans. That's great. There it was, a 9% alcohol Hakushu highball can. I think Hakushu lovers like myself will love it. I bought about 20 cans. Holy shit. <laughs> 20 cans at 9%. 9% can, in Aussie terms, that would be like 2.6, 2. 2.8 standard drinks. Very stiff beer. Yeah, that's like that's like a IPA or something like that. 9%, like a really high IPA or yeah. a, a weak wine, you know? Yeah. The alcohol content is 9%, so it's recommended to drink it on the rocks. Okay. Hang on. All right, yeah, water it, get, yeah, I get, I get that. But... That gets you down a little, you know, a little less, down, down to like, I don't know, eight and a half, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see it in shops much anymore, but if you find it, you might want to give it a try. Also in August, Yamakazi's highball cans are due to come out. I'm looking forward to that too. I just imagine that like Kanamaru had it's it's over by the way the diary entry. It's nice, oh. short, sweet. But I I just imagine imagine that Kanamaru's got like a, a shelf full of like first edition cans. <laughs> this is the first time they came out with this can. Suntory. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a massive Suntory mark for sure. Oh man, absolutely. Like he's even shilling it in his diary entries that a certain only a certain portion of the uh, New Japan fan base are going to ever kind of know about or read. I had no idea that these existed until like, well, just before we started reading them on air. <laughs> well, Luke, uh, I did look up some information about All Together Now, which we probably should have done when we did our All Together <laughs> Now episode. <laughs> It turns out that was the third All Together Now uh, uh, show, and there were two other ones. One, obviously, one was in 2011 and one was in 2012. Um, they all involved NOAA, All Japan, and New Japan. And, you know, I, I see there's a bunch – there's, like, the most fascinating match to me is the, this opening match, which is Bushi, Hiroshi Yamato, Kota Ibushi, and Taiji Ishimori versus Kaz Hayashi – Ricky Marvin, Shuji Kondo, and Tiger Mask. If you don't know who Ricky Marvin is, Google him and watch the first Daily Motion link that pops up because he is one of these like Noah Flippy guys that is just in it's he's insane, insane. And so I bet you that match is awesome. I'd like to watch that. Um, on the second show, there's a lot of heavyweights and stuff. Tanahashi's wrestling, Goshiyazaki, Seiya Sonata, and Naito tag together. Um, Morishima's on this show. Um, the guy that used to wrestle in um, WWE and he had tattoos all over his body, like Japanese writing, that guy was there. There's a bunch of people. But oh, uh, Who is that? I can't remember what his name was. Um, but that wrestler. He Send sure all your... Uh corrections or just uh yeah uh anyone hearing this and uh, knows who the fuck we just met hakushi uh, hakushi ah yeah 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 never mind anyone listening you can shut up <laughs> unless, unless yeah unless mr guy was wrong in which case uh yeah but i doubt it he's usually right about these things 
Oh, my goodness. So, uh, anyone who thought our altogether coverage was a little lacking will be absolutely delighted to find that at the end of this random G1 episode. <laughs> goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> really talking about one show? Why are they still talking? Oh, because <laughs> it's a bit more relaxed. Yeah, it's all right. Well, I have one Mid- more thing just to yep. throw in here, Luke. This is an announcement, and usually don't do these kinds of things, but it's important. Uh, to me. So the road home from wrestling is making a brief return to cover season two of the TV show heels, which season one was a fucking piece of shit. And so we had a really good time talking about it, but this year uh, me and my buddy Dean are joined by professional wrestler, John Murray to talk all about uh, heels. And we're going to do every episode with uh, fun guests and all kinds of shenanigans. So if you guys search the road home from wrestling uh, on any podcast app, you'll find that episode. And uh, that's the only time I will shield that, but that's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, whilst we, uh, whilst we were just talking, what you were talking about altogether, my phone just did a little beep. I've got on silence. Tom. No more noises. I remember from the last episode, but, uh, but yeah. How long? <laughs> so yeah the heels uh, season two episode one episode is already up so if you got your pod beans or your spotify's or whatever check that shoot out do it we are because it's more pod. of andy talking <laughs> that's it oh yeah well don't worry about the spotify oh i'm sure you put it everywhere <laughs> like our show but okay i don't think Oops. it's on Podbean because Podbean's like good but it might be i don't know just well it, yeah all right wow Probably this episode probably went longer than both of us anticipated, but you know, that's not a bad thing. However, if there was uh, anything that Mr. Guy would like to add, Ingato, uh, we trust. 